0: Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go, baby! What's up, everybody? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man, what a week. This one hurt. Week 10 is in the books. The Packers have gone down to the Steelers 19-23 in Pittsburgh. Damn, man. Let's just go ahead and start with the injuries. The Packers were out. Uh, Jaheer Alexander and Quay Walker. That hurts the defense tremendously. With Quay Walker out, we have Mac- Isaiah McDuffie starting in his spot. And with Jaheer Alexander out, we have Mr. Ballantyne starting in that position. And, yes, you heard it right. We have Ballantine and Valentine now that we let go of – Rasul Douglas, still man, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Definitely, heart goes out to you. So now we got Valentine and Ballentine as cornerbacks. We got two rookies. We got no, no type of veterancy in the um, backfield at this point. Rudy Ford is back and playing this week, so that did help. He made a couple little impact plays, but who our secondary was ass. Number thirty-seven. It was. It was. I'm not gonna get into the negativity right now, but they deserve it. Oh boy, they deserve it. There were some ass plays delivered this weekend, but with that said, we're gonna focus on these highlights because we definitely had some plus sides to this one. Um, like I, before, I go any further, I just want to give my condolences and to Quan Alexander. Um, For those who have been following me, I was begging the Packers to sign Kawhan Alexander. I love the way he plays linebacker. He's very aggressive. He's one of the better ones when he stays healthy. And unfortunately, as is the case, he sustained what looks like a season-ending and hopefully not career-ending torn Achilles um, is what they're suspecting at this point and that just breaks my heart um i like to see you know nobody get hurt and just everybody make it out healthy but especially kawan alexander somebody who has a history with injuries but just plays at a hundred percent um he was out trying to cover a route and i couldn't see it on the film i did watch it from different angles i need that all 22 i'll be able to see it but i don't really want to see it now that i know the result i believe it was a non-contact and just that achilles went man it was just that's how it goes, you know, and uh my heart goes out to you, man. I just wish you the best going forward. I don't know if you ever play ball again, but either way, I know you got enough money and enough smarts and enough athleticism to where you'll be all right, man. Just stay healthy, keep your head up. Um my my heart goes out to you, brother. Patrick Peterson, this dude is a fucking living legend. Um, I take my hats off to you. It's hard right now because, you know, as cheeseheads, it's hard to tip our cheese to you when you just kicked our ass. But, dude, that technique was amazing. I believe he's like an eight-time pro bowler. Been playing since I was a damn kid, it feels like. But, I mean, this dude goes out. It's hard to get that type of um, longevity, especially at the cornerback position. It's hard to get that type of longevity at any position, especially at that high of a level we kept testing him he kept showing up um mr peterson i mean congratulations bro and it was just the way he covered uh watson and it was it was beautiful um i i know a lot of people are just going off about christian watson i watched the tape folks i did a lot of research um i took a lot of notes and it it it's not good i mean just looking at watson he's He's got a lot of talent, but there's a lot of gaps. Um, he has a lot of speed. he has some decent hands. I say that because on a third down pass it bounced off his face mask. he failed to get anywhere near it, just dropped it you know right in front of him. so I can't say too good of hands. Everybody's uh, Twitter was going crazy about the catch against Mr. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson deflected. People are like, I can't believe they're talking about Watson and the ball was the ball could have been thrown better. We're all going to agree. Jordan Love is not the most accurate passer of the ball. That's not how it's going at this point. Um, He did make some beautiful passes. I will give him that. But at this point, when the Christian Watson pass that was intercepted in the end zone um, after Patrick Peterson tipped the ball, if you look at what Watson's doing, He's literally trying to switch his hips in the air as the ball's getting there. I mean, we can look back at history. You're either keeping your hips straight and reaching over or you're going to be turned all the way around like Odell Beckham and catch the ball so you can face the ball, you know. But he had his hips literally, his upper body was faced towards the back, uh, towards the offense while his hips were faced towards the sidelines and his feet were still facing like the end of the end zone. He's trying to twist and it's just... It was very bad. I'm not sure what really occurred if he failed to identify the ball when it left the quarterback's hand. It looked like he had enough time, especially because Patrick Peterson was able to turn his head around and locate the ball and continue. He actually stopped on a dime as soon as he deflected it. Christian Watson went tumbling to the ground, was just completely off balance. Um, when the ball was tipped, uh, Christian Watson, I mean, just his legs and his everywhere he was about his balance was just horrible. I say that as a big Calvin Johnson fan. Uh, You know, we have a lot of dominant receivers, and that's that's not the uh, technique that they use. You can watch a lot of DeAndre Hopkins tapes and players that win the one on one. That's that's not definitely not how you do it. You got to keep your balance. It's all into body control. That's not what he came in. You know, nobody was claiming that he had great body control. So that's definitely not something that I believe we should even expect from him at this point, especially with the Packers' history recently of our failure to develop talent. We kind of just bring him in and put him in. It's not going to get better for him going forward. Um, I, I don't think with the staffing in place and without any veteran talent around him, it's going to be hard just for him to get the confidence, especially after some of these mishaps that he's had. He definitely uh, cost us on this one. He has a lack of just balance body control and his blocking was not very well either he can definitely improve on his blocking that's a big one that's a big big impact just because I believe we spent like a second round pick on him or something. either way it was it's crucial it's crucial we need him to step up Dobbs had a decent game um, nothing spectacular he does run some decent routes there's something going on. I'm not sure if it's just Jordan Love's accuracy or if it is more of a timing thing. There was a point, I think it was Dobbs, when he didn't go to the first-round marker. Um, I think that Jordan Love delivered it right to the first-down first, be- first down marker if um, Dobbs would have made it there. Uh, it went over his head, I believe, but if he would have gone to the actual marker when he made his cut, it might have been... Retrievable. So, I'm not sure if those were accuracy or timing issues. So, I paid a lot of attention throughout the game, and I do believe it's more of an accuracy, accuracy issue just because it was over and over with Jordan Love. There's some times where he makes some beautiful, spectacular passes, but as we're well aware, it's got to be consistent. You can't have two good passes and an interception. You, that's just not the trade off that we can make. I'm, I'm really concerned about Jordan Love's accuracy, as is the coaching staff, I'm sure, which is why we gave him a one-year contract instead of signing him long-term. Um, he did throw some beautiful deep balls. We can't take nothing away from him, but he also made some very poor decisions, um, very bad decisions. I'll just put them put him like that. I remember one, Musgrave was cutting across the middle, and either he did not he did not see the linebacker, or he just didn't give a shit if Musgrave was going to die because Musgrave got nailed a linebacker got injured. Actually, I think he hurt his neck because he smacked Musgrave so hard, knocked the ball loose. And there was another play where a wide receiver got the ball, just nailed loose, and you can't set your receivers up like that. You can't lead them into those types of things. Um, the NFL kind of saves them now, but when I was watching football as a kid, that they would have been done. He would have been head off in the middle of the field. So he's got a very, he got to be very cautious with that. Um, wide receivers will stop trusting you, or tight ends in that scenario. And just, you know, be aware when they're looking forward and they start hearing the footsteps and now they start bringing their hands back a little early and it leads to a whole nother problem. Christian Watson, speaking of that individual, I would like to see him get his hands out later when those types of things, just because we've been around so many talented wide receivers now in our division from Devontae Adams with the quick hands, Jordy Nelson also had good hands uh, late. He'd throw them in late so the defenders don't really get a chance to get the ball I mean, those are the small things. Not only do you have, to be in, in, you have to be in the right position, you have to have your balance under control, and then you can worry about reflexes, timing, and things like that. But at this point, he doesn't even have his balance right, so don't worry about the light hands. Worry about getting your balance and keeping your feet under you. Get your hips right. I focus on the hips a lot. Um, I spend a lot of time doing mixed martial arts, and I spend a lot of time playing football. When I played football, my biggest thing, especially tackling, I was pretty good. I was an ankle biter, so I did go low. I did not tackle high. I'm a little person. I played against all bigger guys, so going high was just a recipe for disaster because I typically would just bounce off or I'm going for a ride because I'm good at holding my body weight, but I'm not that heavy, so I have to take out the legs. It's all about the hips. When it comes to juking all that type of stuff, as long as you watch the hips, hips don't lie. In the fight game, UFC, uh, MMA, it's the same thing. Jiu-Jitsu is all about the hips. Everything's all about the hips. If you can control the hips, you can control the fighter. It is all about the hips. So when I'm speaking about the hips, this is something that I pay a lot of attention to. Um, Even defensive back coaches and things like that, it's all about how do you switch your hips. A good defensive back to a great defensive back is all in the hips. How can he come out of those breaks and how do you rotate your hips and get yourself back into position while keeping the balance and the feet underneath you uh, the the feet are tied to the hips the upper body the hands it's all tied it all starts in the hips folks who man they may me think about Shakira but we ain't talking about that right now um whew, what should we focus on want we'll to talk about some special teams special teams failed to deliver folks um it's been there's been a decent road on special teams. Surprisingly, this year we've had a lot of blessings. Um, it, it's not been too bad, but this week I went ahead and gave them. And I'm being nice. I give them a C minus grade. They definitely deserve a D. Um, we had what a kickoff go out of bounds. The first kickoff almost went out of bounds. Barely made it inside. It was a touchback. So you know we're not ta- we're not talking about closeness because that only matters in horseshoes and hand grenades. So. He made a touchback. However, the next kickoff went out of bounds. That's a huge issue. That gave them good starting position, and we also had a missed field goal. Um, it was a blocked field goal, actually, so that was crucial. The reason they were able to achieve a C- is our average kickoff coverage was fair. I mean, we had them down on their 15. We also stopped them on the 22, and we had a huge kickoff return after the second half. That went, uh, it was like a 50-yard return by Nixon, who's doing one hell of a job. He's doing really good on the punt returns, kick returns. So with that, it saved them from getting a D. They are going to get a C- minus from me on this one. Plenty of room to improvement. We have to improve. We've been improving, so I'm not going to be too hard on the special teams because we've been a lot better than we have been. This just comes down to consistency, and it was that type of week. But that missed field goal put us in some really shitty circumstances moving forward. Um instead of being down you know three points or even tied, we were down a point and that just changes the whole thing when you're down by four as compared to being down by three now you gotta gotta get gotta get a touchdown instead of a field goal so I believe we had we were one of five in the red zone as packers, and that is not acceptable um just as an offense, but we're sticking to the special teams just gotta improve um we know we have all what we need to do kickoffs it was definitely a little concerning there but the kicker did get it right and stopped kicking towards the corner he was able to deliver the ball straight he did I'm not sure if he lacked the power just meant to get the returns but he was landing it within one or two yards into the end zone and they were returning them but like I said we were covering pretty well on special teams so good job on that end that's a big that's saying a lot compared to uh what we had been dealing with the last couple years so Oh man, big big blessings, man. We're gonna focus on those blessings. There's definitely room room for improvement, but hey, we down to punt. I believe inside the ten yard line, so we did have some blessings on that one. Defense, um, it's tough, man. I, I really wanted to give him a C minus when I'm looking at the paperwork, but I gotta give, give him a D D plus. You can't give up over 200 yards of rushing. That's all it comes down to. Watching the tape, there weren't too many big flaws. Um, personnel-wise, except for on our safety back end, but that wasn't truly exposed um, because it was a running game. We didn't bring a lot of, you know, safeties into the box, and when we did, it was horrible. There were definitely some mit- mismatches of personnel. We had some offensive linemen that were literally blocking cornerbacks and just blocking into oblivion with the running back following right behind. I mean, corner defensive backs don't ever stand a chance in that situation. It's wrong to do – uh Joe Barry definitely did not have a grasp on this game. He was spanked. He was uh, laughed at, and it continues. It continues. Uh, That's going to be the the end-of-the-year type issue. Is definitely going to have to be fixed. Matt LaFleur, I believe, will get rid of him just because Matt LaFleur does not want the pressure. That dude does not like the hot seat, and that's becoming very clear. It makes me, you know, very – it's disappointing to listen to our coach, and he takes zero accountability. It's almost like he does not look in the mirror. I thought that a lot of this was poor coaching, um, especially on the defensive part. Giving up over 200 yards of rushing, you got to start stopping the run, and we failed to do that. So there were not very many big plays downfield. Valentine and Valentine actually, by numbers, look like they played decent. They weren't really tested. I think the Pittsburgh only had like 119 passing yards and that's because they didn't have to all you had to do was hand the ball to Najee or Connor I think Connor had over 200 uh, over 100 yards and Najee had like 80 something Pickett had 16 I mean they were just chalking it up just start adding up you got over 200 yards of rushing and um, it was sad it was sad we've seen this before as Packer fans we actually almost had to get used to it but Joe Barry was supposed to be able to stop this this did not happen and I was looking at the individual matchups. There was nobody that really was asked except for 37, our safety. Uh, I believe that's Johnson Jr. And 34, Owens, he did pretty poorly. I definitely think he could have done a lot better. Could have done worse. Like I said, we didn't give up too many big plays. He did come up and make some decent tackles. But even Valentine, he made a failure of an attempt on what ended up being a touchdown run by Connor. Valentine, he's out there. He literally just went for the ball. Um, two hands went for the ball. I guess trying to strip it. Connor literally just ran right through him and just ran towards the end zone. He had another packer on the left side trying to do something. Two ran through both of them. It was pathetic. You can definitely see thirty-seven Johnsons not looking for contact. There was nobody having that real hard hitter, and it, it was sad. Especially, I love Dawkins. I love some of the, you know the former just greats uh john lynch and these guys the guys that pop i mean darren sharper we could we could go this is there's some greats and uh these guys are not them it's very sad our, our safety situation why we let adrian amos go is just stupid i mean it, it makes no sense we just went all rookies all these rookie contracts like this money actually means something these guys definitely good and on them are definitely getting some kickback bonuses for not spending money you can tell we literally have nobody under contract like heavy And it's sad. Even Aaron Jones took a pay cut, and he he needs to. Aaron Jones was one of the main reasons why we lost this game. I'll get to the offense here in a second. Um, Now that we're done with special teams, I'll jump over to the defense. We did give up 200 rushing yards. That was basically the biggest flaw of our defense. I know that is a huge catastrophe-type flaw. Outside of that, nobody had a very poor, poor performance, especially on the front end. I thought the line did decent. There was a couple times where, you know, Slayton did get moved backwards a couple times. Ideally, he was a run stopper. He did pretty well. Kenny Clark was all over the field. um, Gary's pressure was unmatched. He was catching runners from the backside. I mean, he was just all over the field. Preston Smith, he... um, he did okay. He definitely—I believe he had one, maybe two sacks. But he did fail to contain a couple times. One time was not really his fault. They were doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, what are the switchings called underneath when they're swapping the guys? And damn, what's it called? 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 Fucking stupid, man. See, can't even remember. Can't even remember. But we got caught doing it a lot. It was uh, the hell is it called? Whatever, man. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. You're swapping the uh, lineman right at the line. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out later. Mm. Don't remember, man. I was trying to look it up on my notes, but nope, nope. It's a lot of stunting. That's what it's called. So we're stunning a lot of offensive linemen. And at that point, um, one of the big, big plays, we ended up stunning the offensive linemen. We had, uh, I think, TJ Slayton ended up supposed to – no. We stunted, it was, yeah, we ended up stunting one of our defenders and it ended up putting Wyatt to contain the end and he was just way too big. We got caught on a wide receiver reverse and due to the stunting, our cornerback, I believe it was Preston, it might have been Van Ness at the time, went under, we had 93 go around back behind him and by the time he even got anywhere near the end, especially as a big boy, That wide receiver was gone. We stood no chance. That's just a failure scheming-wise. It's not a personnel breakdown so much because 93A ain't going to catch that, man. He's coming full-blown sprint when the ball snapped, and he's already flying from the wide receiver spot. So good luck with that. So I thought that we were out-schemed 100%. Got to stop the run first. That box should have been heavy. He's going light. I believe that there was one play inside of, like, the 10-yard line where he had two defensive linemen on the field, um, just a whole bunch of backs, and they ended up running the ball, getting a touchdown on us just like that. And it was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, very uh, concerning. It's been an ongoing concern. Everybody knows Joe Barry's got to go. So, I mean, this week he was uh, – a. Definitely part of the problem, and did not provide very much of a solution. So, Joe Barry, we're gonna go ahead and give you a ping, 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 ping. but his ass got to go. Everybody knows, Packer Nation knows, and that's got to suck to be in his seat because you know they don't want you. Um, but they keep giving you a check, so he's gonna keep showing up. Our highlight on defense and on special team, like I said, Rashawn Gary, he definitely deserves his praise. Kenny Clark deserves his praise, but. Nixon's all over the damn field, especially between the special teams and defense. I thought Nixon played very well. He's he, he made some great hits through people in the air. He also played great in coverage. Um, Valentine did not too bad as well. But Valentine and Valentine weren't really tested. Like I said, they only Pittsburgh only threw for 119 yards, so it wasn't like they were going all over the field. When they were tested, I know Valentine gave up a uh, pass interference where he grabbed the off the receiver. He didn't need to do it. I think he, you know, he had decent position. However, he did what he did and it was just a bad outing for the entire defensive backs from corners to safety. I thought it was just disastrous all the way around. I thought our defensive line played pretty well. Our linebackers are hurting man. Duffy and Campbell are not a good combination. Um, I think that they feel it feels like there's two of the same pieces there. So if we're playing chess, it feels like we have two pawns moving identically, you know, and they're they're kind of like two bishops side by side. They don't quite hit on the same row, so they're not very powerful. They're just two bishops side by side, which in the right hands can be pretty good. But McDuffie lacks the explosion, so he's uh not quick. He, he, he's consistent. He'll hit it. He'll do what he's supposed to do. He'll be there. However, he's not very quick. Campbell looked awfully slow. Um, just watching him compared to the last two years, I'm not sure if it's injury related. I would, I would think so. I don't think you get old that fast, but he just looked slower this game. Um, he did come up and make some, you know, good stops. It's, it's, it's difficult because the two linebackers we have, they're not playing aggressively. They're not determining the game. They're sitting back and playing a lot of spy and wait. They sit back for like one or two, say, after the ball snapped. Is it a run or is it a pass? So they're not shooting when the ball's good. They're not green-lighting anywhere. They're not falling back in the coverage, just sit back and wait and then drop or go forward. It's more of a spy type. What are they going to do? All right, drop. What are they going to do? Go forward. But these guys aren't very quick, so by the time they make that assessment and start dropping back, the quarterback's already made his assessment and it doesn't really match up. They also lack the speed to really catch up with these running backs that are fast as hell. So, like McDuffie, he's not slow, but compared to these running backs, if you're waiting, that running back, by the time the running back gets the ball, he's already accelerating when, you know, is beginning to take off. I thought there were some huge errors When it came to McDuffie this last game, um, he definitely showed a slow reaction time um, in zone defense. He, um, what'd he do? He went behind Preston Smith on one of his blitzes, and they both ended up containing. So I wasn't sure if he was supposed to shoot inside of Preston and hit right where the run went. He ended up going outside of Preston, and it looked like they were both playing contain. However, the run just went right underneath them, so I wasn't sure exactly how that one played out. I think he hit the wrong hole. He probably had the freedom to pick a hole. Um, Wish my girlfriend would give me that. But um, just playing, just playing. Um, So with that one being said, actually, I meant to hit that one. Hit the fucking clap button, but who cares? McDuffie, man, it just you, you got you gotta do, gotta do better, man. I watched him on a run, and he was drew back five yards um This all comes down to Quay Walker just being out of the game, so that can be cured. We do have a person for that position. he's just injured at this time, but McDuffie wasn't cutting it in this scheme now, we might be able to get him more on a blitz package, get him moving in a direction. Understand that you have this flat, so when the ball is snapped, I'd like to see them move into their position. I don't mind one of the linebackers, you know, standing around, kind of playing more of a spy role, especially with a mobile quarterback, which we weren't really playing against in Pickett, although he would, he looked mobile at times. We've just got to focus. we got to focus and get these guys on assignments, get them moving in a direction, especially a guy like uh, McDuffie. When he does, when he makes a decision, he does go. You know, like I said, I don't know if he hit the right hole or if Preston was supposed to draw back inside, but they both went to contain Run went right underneath them. Went for like thirty yards. It was a huge run. It was a disaster. But that all comes down to a lot of it scheming and probably a communication failure. I do want to say Devondre Campbell is as slow as I say that he looked. He had a break, a great pass breakup in the flat. So he was out there. He was out there moving. He made a lot of tackles. That was the biggest thing. We had our defense had sixteen missed tackles. You cannot have that. We had five penalties as a team. That's not too bad. You're not, you know, Pittsburgh had two, so we'd like to have that. But 16 missed tackles, I think that there were five defensive players that did not have a missed tackle that played more than 10 snaps. I mean, everybody was just missing tackles. It was was a very poor tackling demonstration. So I think that just all comes back to coaching as well. Um, Don't tell Matt LaFleur that because, like I said, if you listen to any of his interviews, it's just – Execution. If the players aren't doing it, you know things aren't being done, and it's there's definitely a coaching failure taking place. There is no if-ands or buts about that. He knows his ass is in the hot seat, and he feels that heat. Speaking of heat, let's jump over to the offense. Um, there was there was some heat. You know, we gotta give our offense some moments. Let's go ahead and give them their moments. Let's give them that. There were some very damn bad decisions. With that being said, but I did see Runyon get smashed by a linebacker. That was kind of concerning, but with that, you know, he he had some great plays as well. I loved some of the uh, great blocking at a second level by Runyon. He was able to hit the first guy, get off, and jump to the second one. He did some great pulls where we were pulling the tackle and the guard. Um, it started happening more often. You know, I think we I saw it at least four or five times in this game. It only worked you know, the first couple after that, they started catching on to it, but you would have Tom and Runyon pulling across from one side, coming over to the other. It was it was, it was was fun to watch um, our offensive line work. I thought that they did well. They created a good wall. They played as a unit. Um, you know, Chris Myer I, I, I watched Myers, Josh Myers, go down one time, misstep, and kind of miss it. You know, other than that, I mean, that was like his one miss on there, so he only missed really one block. Tom, I thought he pulled, especially playing against um, it's T.J. Watt, right? Yeah, yeah, J.J. was the other one. So it's T.J. Watt. Tom did really well, man. I was watching him. Um, he did have a holding penalty. He did get beat by T.J. Watt, but that's going to happen. You're playing against T.J. Watt. He was doing well at pulling. He was getting over there pretty well. He was moving. He has some speed. I heard that he used to play center and tackle, so it all was kind of showing that he, you know he has the athleticism i thought tom he might be a good pickup you might see him sticking around so that was kind of exciting to watch i'm not going to lie um us see any other offensive players o line just overall offense i just want to give them just just give them their, their clap up <laughs> gave up one sack i mean there was not huge pressure um pittsburgh is not a joke when it comes to a defense uh, Mike Tomlin's always well coached on the defensive end. They always do their assignments. So, well done, offensive line. Y'all were probably the highlight of this. I'm not going to lie. I I loved it. I loved watching just what we were doing. We definitely got beat a couple times, but ideally, um, the offensive line did great. Tight ends. Oh, man. Tight ends blocking was ass. Wide receivers blocking was ass. Except for Musgrave. Musgrave. Better job. Better job, sir. Degora 85 and it was, there was definitely some huge misses on that. We had two tight ends, try to do a double team and they were just split right through the middle. We had two O linemen doing a double team right on the side and they ended up falling over the tight end that had fell over. They ended up on the ground and it was just like, what the hell? But the tight ends could not block Christian Watson missed a couple blocks. He didn't make one or two good ones too, as well. And, Musgrave, I just want to give my hat off to him because you did some very good blocking in space, just wide open, um, smaller guy, but definitely out in space where it was needed. Those are tough. And he did some great blocking at the line. I saw him pick up and seal off some edges. It was very – I thought it was a big improvement. So I just want to really say good job, man. I see that you're focusing, you're improving, and that takes a commitment. So good job, sir. His running, now we can talk about it, and um, I'm going to give him a little bit of criticism, but it all comes with a huge level of respect, and this is just because uh, his blocking has improved. I saw a little meme about his balance, and he, this is going to come back to the hips. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a hip guy. I love the hips, uh, even with my ladies, but watching Musgrave, he did do some great passes. He, he spends a lot of time going down the middle. And I think his biggest thing is just getting his hips around. He ends up stumbling a lot, and that's just because he ends up losing his footing because of his hips where his body is positioning the balance. It all comes back to the hips. Um, that can all be corrected. And with that being said, he makes some great catches. So he may, he's so focused on making the catch, which is step one. So great job, Musgrave. We just, we're just working. We're going to get that balance better. I say that as a small motherfucker that weighs, like, a buck 55. Um, Musgrave is, like, 6'6", 253, I think he was. That's a big damn boy. So, swinging around those hips and moving all that body and muscle, too, a lot of muscle. That's not easy to do. So, when I do say that, I mean it from my heart. You know what I mean? Just focus on the hips. We can improve them, try to loosen them up a bit. And other than that, I mean, Musgrave is killing. He's definitely improved on the blocking, so like I said, that was his biggest step up. That was very fun to watch Um, just because I I, I pay a big attention to that, especially with our tight end group. They've been failing on the blocks. It's really hard when they're going up against D linemen. I get it, man. D linemen are beast as fuck. So I I don't hold it completely against them, but when that's your job, you got to do it. There's a I think Washington, his name was, for Pittsburgh, number 70, I believe. That fool can block. He was doing some great blocking. Um, he wasn't much of a running tight end. He kind of reminded me of like a Mercedes Lewis, just a little younger. And it's nice to have a blocking tight end. Right now we really don't have that, but, you know, it is what it is. For what Musgrave did, great improvement. So I do want to give him that. Our defense I did give as a D-plus altogether. Um, We did not do that bad. I I probably should give them a C-minus because we did do pretty well. The only reason I gave them the D-plus is – it's going to be 19 points. We had two interceptions. And as good, uh, we, we did really good clock management, except for the Aaron Jones play. And that's just, I. you guys hear me about Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones as a person. Um, I love Aaron Jones as a personality. I love everything about Aaron Jones in the locker room, on the field. He fumbles in key moments, and he blew it. He had to run out of bounds. He ran back to the center of the field. He's the most veteran person in the locker room he can't do it with 30 seconds left that was a huge huge uh, disaster he also had a big third down drop he did do a big fourth down catch but then we ran a trick play that was another big third down through the ball all the way I think it was Wicks through the ball all the way across to Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones just dropped it granted it wasn't that good of a pass You got Wicks throwing passes all the way across the field if he would have caught it he might have had room he didn't catch it. It looked like a debacle, and it just sucked, man. Um, with that being said, Aaron Jones did not see the field very much. I think AJ Dillon saw the field a lot more. AJ Dillon is consistent. He lacks the burst, he lacks that athleticism, but he is better with ball control, ball handling, um, ball security. And he's he's he can break him down. You know, he's a wrecking ball. So We'll see. I know we wanted to use Aaron Jones less. I know we were looking into Fred Taylor, so it looks like this will probably be the last year for Aaron Jones. Uh, like I said, I love him as a person. I love him in the locker room. I'd love for him to stay there, but it's not working out right now. It's really not. Um, I was never a fan when he got that position. So for those that have been listening to like, man, he'd been an Aaron Jones hater, they'll probably say, but it's just reality, folks. He's He was playing with Aaron Rodgers and, and you know, Aaron freed up a lot of opportunities for him because you couldn't really put a guy down in the box. I spoke about it before. I'm not going to drag you all through that one again. But, overall, I really want to give our offense like at least a C- minus because that O-line did amazing. Um, it, they, they really did. I really enjoyed that. Running backs, we did okay. We put A.J. in AJ Dillon in as a fullback blocker. That failed. That did not work. He definitely looked good. Lost in space. Um, He did do decent on a blitz pickup that came from the opposite side, and he was able to have quick enough awareness to just get enough on the defender to knock him away from love. I did think that was good. Um, A.J. Dillon had great clock awareness when he went down with maybe like 14 seconds left. He shot up to his feet, went right over to the referee, found him, handed him the ball, went to his position. Like I said, last week he was calling out audibles with the quarterback. So, I've loved the development of A.J. Dillon. I would love to have another quick back, like even a a Swift would be nice, but we don't want him because he's a former Lion. You know what I mean? So, um, But, yeah, I I would love to have that quickness. Aaron Jones does have it. He's a great personality, but he's just been blowing it, man. It's been been consecutive, too, especially in the big games like the playoffs. I get scared every time. Wicks had a really good game. He uh, performed. I, I liked a lot of his tape. I can't wait to get the all 22 so I can watch more of the routes. It's kind of hard to do on the televised version. So I'll get more into detail on the route running Watson. Like I said, he dropped a third down off his face mask. He shows a real lack of balance. Those are things that I guess we could learn at this point in his career. Good luck. He'll never be that dominant over the top guy pulling down rebounds type thing. Not if he can't figure out his balance and, uh, I think having a veteran wide receiver would definitely help there. I'm not going to keep beating the bush, but even, I mean, if you had DeAndre Hopkins back there, he can at least show them and explain and break down what he's doing on a jump ball scenario because you don't see him in reverse when he's trying to go get a ball. He's going up to get the ball, not backwards. And that's where it all starts. It's all going to come with having your feet planted, having your hips in the right place and just having your balance going Oh, man, it was it was a tough game, folks. But overall, I think there was a lot that uh, we're not missing too many pieces. You know, I would love to see some safety help, um, but a lot of it just comes down to consistency. I don't think that we're missing too many. I mean, the offensive line was the most impressive thing to me this game. Nixon was also very impressive. Rashawn Gary, he was chasing down plays 20 yards down the field, so that was beautiful. I mean, it was. We could go all. I could go all day. I Man, there was so much that I loved to see. Um, Reed. Reed made a great effort. He had. He has great effort. I. I loved watching our wide receiver Reed for his young talent. He had great body control. He has, you know, good speed and his route adjustments. He made some route adjustments that were just beautiful. He saw the quarterback was in trouble and just broke off his route and made some big plays. So that was beautiful. There was a lot of promise coming out. You know, we got to. Got to hold on to what we have. We definitely need to get rid of Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it every week. Uh, definitely Brian Gutekinds can go. We could probably replace Mr. Murphy up top. But I'm not looking into his replacements yet. Maybe at the end of the season I'll get into that one. I plan on getting on to some q and I'm not going to drag it on because I really want to go watch Monday Night Football, which is starting, so I will go over the one. Um, somebody was asking me what my football goats were and now these are my personals because you already know the top guy in the, my football goat ever is going to be tom brady i'm not going to go over that with everybody because it's not even debatable dude is just the king of kings but my favorite posi- players at position quarterback i gotta give tb12 besides him is brett Favre. i'm a brett Favre guy he's the reason that i love football so brett Favre, and not not debatable that's my guy Running back, this hurts as a Packer fan, but Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders has been my favorite running back since I was a kid. Um, I loved watching him play. I loved the smoothness that he played with, and I love his ability to quit because they weren't giving him shit. He's like, I'm not going to keep losing with you. I'm running myself into the ground. I'm out of here. Barry Sanders, my favorite running back of all time. Uh, And I don't really – I'm not a history buff. I know Eric Dickerson was dope. I know there's some real good running backs, but I'm talking more my generation that's really going to play into my wide receiver picks because I did watch Jerry Rice um, a little bit with the 49ers. But Jerry Rice, when I did watch him, it was a little more later in his career. Who was he playing with? He played with the Raiders. He played a couple places. Jerry Rice was dope. Don't get me wrong. He was on a very awesome team. Um, he did have Steve Young. He had a lot of supporting cast. So with that being said, my personal wide receivers, I have two of them. It's going to be Megatron. Calvin Johnson, and yes, it's a, it's you know, it's tough for me to say a lion, but we hated playing against that motherfucker, man. Megatron was something else, especially when we talk about balance and hips. It was Megatron was never out of position. He's gonna moss you. You throw him that ball, it don't matter. He got it. And Randy Moss, I mean, Randy Moss was amazing. He was something. We played against him. I dreaded playing against him when he had Dante Culpepper and uh, Vince Carter. I think it was. Was it Vince Carter on the other side? Was that his name, or is Vince Carter the basketball player? I'm pretty sure Vince Carter was a, the football player too. But definitely there was a Carter on the other side, and you had Randy Moss. They were they were killing it. It was Chris Carter, I think. Um, but either way, Randy Moss, Megatron, my wide receivers, tight end. That's pretty easy for me. It was uh, Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp. And I, I don't say this as as love because I believe Shannon Sharp was on that De- Detroit team that beat us. But he was fucking spectacular, man. I hated watching him. Um, Antonio Gates would be up there too. Antonio Gates was spectacular, especially with his longevity, but you got to give it to Tony Gonzalez just as his chief and his presence, and he's always been there. Linebackers, uh, this is a big one and very easy for me is Ray Lewis, man. There's nobody else. There's nobody been like him. There probably never will be. I do love Patrick Willis. I love a lot of the 49 uh, er. Linebackers over time, they got some studs they got Greenlaw now they got Fred Taylor, I and mean, they always just have a dominant force back there. I love them when you got two linebackers playing with clubs on their hands so that that's my favorite duo now, but Ray Lewis, you know hands down i've always loved watching him play every down. I could watch his tape it doesn't matter if he's involved in the play or not he's going to just hurt somebody. I love that you know that's what you wanted. He was an enforcer. Defensive backs, so that's very easy for me because he's probably my favorite player across all sports, and that's Deion Sanders. He was just the greatest athlete of my generation. Besides Deion Sanders, uh, it's Charles Woodson, and I, I loved him. Before he was a Packer, I've always enjoyed watching him play. Once he became a Packer, I loved him even more. But he was just always a very – he was always in the right place. He was a ball hawk. Um, it's, you know, I could go through safeties all day. I love Dawkins for the Eagles. I loved John Lynch watching him play. I mean, there's some real dogs out there. Um, I definitely love Sharper. I loved a lot of them, but got to give Dion my favorite cornerback and uh, Charles Woodson probably. He was a cornerback. He slid to safety, but he was always back there. He was a dog too. But Dawkins, probably my favorite all-time safety because that fool was. I don't know, just the visor. I can picture him now with that visor like, oh, shit, he's coming. Defensive line, um, pretty easy for me. Current day, I think we have one of the GOATs playing, and that's Aaron Donald. Watch him week in, week out. It's amazing to watch just his fluidity and just the way that he he's changed the game. He's definitely kept the defensive tackle position relevant, and it's definitely the thing that you have to plan around. So that is just a dominance that we have not seen since basically J.J. Watt, and it's it's a, it's tough, man. That's, that's, that's a big motherfucker. Besides Aaron Donald, especially if I'm looking into history, it's uh, Reggie White. I loved Reggie White. I loved everything about him. I loved him when he was an Eagle. So when he came to Green Bay, it was like, yeah, I mean, that was a big pickup for us. I loved everything about it. It's the reason why we got to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, you know, and it was amazing. So I love Reggie White, RIP, and my greatest coach of all time. You got to give it a Belichick just because of his rings. But besides that, Andy Reid. I love everything about Andy Reid. Pete Carroll as well. Pete Carroll is a true Legend. Um, I knew Seattle was going to get better as soon as he signed there from USC. I loved the gangster of him because he got in trouble there, and instead of facing the consequences, he said, peace out, and go going to the NFL, y'all can suck on that. So he dipped out. I do respect that about him. But Andy Reid, man, I've been watching him since Philly days. You know, when he was with the Packers, he was cool too because he was one of our assistant coaches. But he did go to Philly. It's dominated. Everything he's done with whatever quarterback you give him, he's just been beautiful. Now that he's in Kansas City, he's over there just wrecking the NFL, and it's he, He's been a real joy to watch. I've really enjoyed it. I like his demeanor. I like the way he holds himself. I like his uh, relationship with his players. And I wish the Packers could acquire somebody like that to get him back over into Green Bay. That would be a miracle. All right, folks. Well, I'm not going to get too much deeper into that. I'll definitely get more into the Q&A. But like I said, I really want to get into uh, Monday Night Football. It's going on right now. Um Shit, I have I have all the questions here. Like, should we replace Matt LaFleur? I don't even have to answer that. Y'all know my damn thing. No, I think we should finish out the year with him. Let him ride it. Let, the year's almost done. Let it ride it. We're probably not going to make the playoffs anyways. Right out to the end of the year. Let him get through. I don't like the mid season controversy. Um, just let it ride out. See what happens. Let him get it going. Joe Barry, same way. Just let it go. Unless we have a replacement in place, somebody you think you, you can put in. Because where they are, at, it can get worse. It can get worse. I watched it, and uh, there were some – like the, the stunts, pulling the, pulling the defensive linemen and pulling all the, you know, the stunts and everything. I respect it. I, I understand what he's doing. He's trying to – but the problem with it is that the holes that it brings. And when we don't have the linebacker talent like Walker there, the explosive, explosiveness that he has, um, it, it becomes very difficult. And when I watch DeAndre Campbell, it makes me very sad to say that he's slow because I think he may just be hesitant due to a lack of confidence on the back end. So if he feels that his safeties aren't going to have his ass, he may be playing a little softer, a little foot, uh, that, that extra second or foot or two back, you know, that, that would have been the difference when you have confidence in the guys behind you. Cause you don't have to worry about that. It is a huge boost. So, I want to do i got to put that little asterisk on Campbell's uh, slowness and but I also don't know if it's his injury affecting him he did show some speed so I'm a big Campbell fan I love everything about him you get him and Quay Walker I think they make a great duo but right now McDuffie and Campbell is not working and it's they just look very hesitant I know they play a lot of zone and they're not really given assignments but it's not working right now so Hopefully we can make an adjustment at that. I don't expect Joe Barry to do such, but, hey, we're Packers, Packer Nation. I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. I'm going to run off and watch Monday Night Football. However, I will get another episode out this week covering more around the NFL and looking forward to our matchup coming up this weekend. Who do we have? I think we play the Chargers. I think we have Eckler and the Chargers. Hopefully it's in LA, man. Maybe I might even go to that one, but I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all need to run, get to that Monday night football. Hopefully y'all do the same. Thankfully the Packers came out pretty, you know, decent on injuries. I don't remember any huge substantial injuries on either team besides Kwan Alexander, who my heart goes out to you. That's the biggest goal each week is for everybody to make it off the field. And, uh, I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Tom, you did a good damn job on our O-line, our O-line. You guys were the highlights of our team this weekend. Nixon, you were awesome. Rashawn Gary, don't stop what you're doing. And Kenny Clark, our San Bernardino baby, we love you. Love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all feel you know, free. Hit me on the DMs. Hit me whatever, Messenger, wherever social media you're on. You find me on, hit me. I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you ever want to talk sports, you can always join me. I love you. I'm out. Go Pat. Go. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening and as always, Go Pack Go!